0: We found the computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial network. You are listening to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming organization. Stay tuned for global news from the front lines of the Empire as the men and women of Vader's fist celebrate more than a decade of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. And here are your hosts. Take it away, troopers. Copy that.
1: Welcome back to the Fiber First Cast, the official podcast of the Fiber First Legion Vader's Fist. This is episode 95 for May 2016. And here are your hosts: myself, Marcus, TK14057.
2: This is Nikki, DZ8397.
3: And I'm Joe, SL12743.
1: The Fiber First Legion is currently at 9,000. 293 members, with 16,321 approved costumes in the Legion. This episode we recap the multitudes of charity walks and troops we did to celebrate May the 4th, the finale of the Force for Change campaign, and get the lowdown on what the Fiber First will be doing at San Diego Comic Con. Stay tuned!
3: Recent News
2: Once again, we want to kick off our episode by talking about the Force for Change campaign. we were so very proud to be the top fundraising group that wasn't a -A Make-A-Wish chapter on the Make-A-Wish team. We raised $13,294, and it wouldn't have been possible without our fans and members pitching in and donating through our page. Overall, the campaign raised a total of $2,236,312. That's the amount after it was doubled by Lucasfilm and Disney. that's for four charities, Make-A-Wish, American Red Cross, Boys and Girls Club, and UNICEF. And speaking of UNICEF, just yesterday, May 23rd, it was announced that UNICEF Kid Power has launched a free Star Wars Force for Change mission and introduces new Green Kid Power Band to help kids and fans get active and save lives this summer. UNICEF Kid Power Bands are available at all Target stores and Target.com, and we'll have a link in our show notes for more information on how the whole program will work, or you can visit UNICEFKidPower.org.
3: The next thing we'd like to talk about is a report from our Badlands Garrison, which erupted from tragedy, but has shown how much we can come together and help in our community.
4: Hello, this is Dee's CT4945 of the Badlands Garrison in Canada, reporting in. It's been an unusually hot and dry spring for Alberta, Canada, and because of that, forest fires are a normal threat. Anyone who spends any amount of time online is likely heard of the enormous fire in northern Alberta. It was first discovered on May 1st at the size of 60 hectares and quickly grew and consumed 10,000 hectares in a matter of days. The fire swept through many communities and forced evacuations, the biggest being the entire city of Fort McMurray, which had to be evacuated in a hurry when the winds shifted suddenly. Over 90,000 people have been evacuated and sent to various locations around the province, and sadly many have lost their homes. The flip side to this tragedy is that the 501st has been able to coordinate some troops to directly help the evacuees. A bake sale event in Calgary and a barbecue in Edmonton have both given our troops a way to give back and help those in need. The Calgary Bake Sale Troop was able to raise $940 for the Red Cross to assist evacuees. As well, a reporter from the Toronto Star reached out to the garrison about our members' involvement as part of an article he was writing about how Canada was coming together to help. We'll have a link to that article in our show notes. Also, Capital City Garrison was able to do some fundraising to benefit the Fort McMurray Fire Relief efforts. At Ottawa Comic-Con, the 501st Legion booth raised $7,971.20, which was evenly split between the Canadian Red Cross and Make-A-Wish of Eastern Ontario. As an Albertan, I want to say thank you for all the support. This is CT4945, signing off.
1: We had a listener and prospective 501st Legion member email in to share his son's story with us and our listeners. Tom Newman emailed us a photo of his son Alex in his new First Order armor and explained how he built the armor for him from the 48-inch scale First Order Stormtrooper figure and a ruby's helmet after being inspired by a video he saw last fall of someone else doing the same for their son. It took Tom about a month, but he was able to have it finished for Alex to wear to the opening night of The Force Awakens. Tom went on to explain that his son was diagnosed at age 5 with PDD-NOS, which stands for Pervasive Developmental Disorder, not otherwise specified. And it's one of the three autism spectrum disorders, and also one of the five disorders classified as a PDD. This diagnosis came after years of Alex's parents telling doctors that something was wrong with, with their son. He didn't really start talking until he was three and was prone to violent outbursts. Doctors would tell them that Alex would talk when he was ready, but his parents knew that his mind was working on a different level than most other kids. They observed that he could remember things clearly after only seeing them a single time. When Tom made his son the costume, he noticed that Alex transformed into a steadfast and trooper-like boy and that wearing the suit seemed to help him handle his diagnosis. His dad is going to sign him up for the Galactic Academy. Tom himself is working on a Darth Nihilus. His wife, Alex's mother, is working on a Mary J costume. Alex's older sister is working on a Sabine Wren. And his younger sister might have an Ewok costume in her future. I think this family has caught the costume bug big time. We'll have a link in our show notes where you can see Tom's build progress on Alex's suit. And Tom would like us to remind listeners that autism affects 1 in 20 children. Be an advocate for your children and get a second opinion if you feel your concerns are not being addressed. Early diagnosis helps get them the services they need.
2: And speaking of costuming, it's really something we should do a lot more of on the 501st cast, but it's such a visual thing that sometimes it's awkward, but we're going to try. Our Legion membership officer has started a new announcement thread on the main Legion forums, and here are some recent additions to the Legion. On May 16th, a brand new costume was added to our reference library, a.k.a. CRLs, as we call them. The new TIE Fighter pilot costume from The Force Awakens in all its black and shiny glory. It's actually really sexy. Have you guys seen this?
3: Uh, yes, I have. I, I am uh, uh, very proud of my uh, new pilots. Oh, wait a minute. Oh Those are Snoke's pilots. Well, oh, well <laughs> all <right>. I'm jealous <laughs> then. Yeah.
2: And then on May 17th, there was two new clone variations were added to the CRL, a Wolfpack Grunt and Tup, Phase 2 clones from Clone Wars Season 4. Also added was Asajj Ventress in the costume she wore in Clone Wars when she was betrayed by Dooku and returns to the Night Sisters to seek revenge. And our EU detachment flagship eclipse completed the CRL for Sith Lord Lana Beniku from Star Wars The Old Republic. And while not a brand new CRL, the Clone Trooper Detachment completed one for Republic Commando Captain Gregor. They also added a new CRL for Clone Wars Season 1 Bomb Squad Clone. So we'll have links to all of these in our show notes so you can check them out. And keep in mind, even when CRLs are already published, they're not set in stone. Our members work with their detachment communities to continually improve details as they're discovered. For example, although Kylo Ren's CRL is already in place, members are still debating the finer details, especially now that the Blu-ray is out. As always, if you have any questions about how to join the 501st Legion, email us at recruit at 501st.com, and we'll get you started.
3: You know, it's really funny how uh, high definition has really made costuming uh, uh, even more detail-oriented. Just wait till uh, the 4K videos come out, and then we're going to have to redo all of the CRLs. My goodness. (laughs)
5: This is Colonel Maber Gascon, and you're listening to the most awesome 501st cast. Those guys are great. <laughs> Mission
3: reports. Rob, AR-3402 from Central Garrison, organized Sioux Falls, South Dakota's 10th annual St. Baldrick's event this past March. This troop is the one most near and dear to his heart. It was the event where he was introduced to the 501st Legion, and it's an event in memory of his son, Ian, who passed away on December 21st, 2014. This year, not only did 501st members appear at the event as Kylo Ren and Darth Vader, but they also both lifted their masks and got their heads shaved for childhood cancer research while they were still suited up. Ian's troopers raised more than $16,000 towards the event's overall $100,000 goal, which was broken with a final donation tally of $122,670. We'll have a link to Ian's full story in our show notes. That is amazing. Sixteen thousand. In one event, that is yes. most impressive. Very yeah. impressive.
2: I'll have to try to find a picture from this troop because it was really hilarious to see Lord Vader. They were like just putting the you know, the wrap around his shoulders so that they could cut off. He had like nice curly hair too. And they had to cut oh. it all off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Old line garrisons sending their weekly roundup from the first weekend in April. Let's see what they're up to. On Thursday, April 7th, Randy, BH-21029, and Doug, TK-6165, were accompanied by Merck and William from the Galactic Academy on their visit to the Lisbon Elementary School Reading Night. The troops all took up spots in the gym while the children took pics and then went uh, to work on their projects. The event had a Star Wars theme with positive self-esteem and other social-emotional topics. The students started as younglings who leveled up to Padawans apprentices and eventually Jedi Masters by rotating through different areas. At the end, all the kids who dressed up were invited to join in a final group picture before everyone headed out. On Friday, April 8th, four troopers, the Merc and two Galactic Academy members, traveled to the Centennial Lane Elementary School Science Fair, where the sponsors were kind enough to provide food and drink. Troopers spent most of the time wandering around the science fair seeing everything from the traditional volcano to a presentation on dark matter. Many teams like taking pictures with our troopers beside their booths, especially the booth called Star Wars. A big thank you goes out to Mrs. BH21029 for squiring. After the event, the troops all headed out for some great Mexican food. Saturday, April 9th, saw Old Lion teaming up with Garrison Carida, Terrapin Base, the Mandos, R2, and the Galactic Academy to storm the third annual Cecil Con in Elkton, Maryland. Between the groups, there were about 20 members for the one-day event. Troopers men, publicity tables, took photos, and just generally had a blast with the guests. There was even an impromptu Uptown Empire Funk Dance Party. The event organizers were extremely grateful for the fiber first presence and estimated that they are nearly doubled their attendance from last year. Finally, on Sunday, April 10th, Warren, ID 74075. Devon TB 62690. Warren started Delaney, who is a Galactic Academy Imperial officer. And Jordan, Squire, joined a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Poe from the Baltimore Ravens, and a half dozen college mascots for the Ronald McDonald House Red Shoe Shuffle 5K. This run, slash walk, event took place in downtown Baltimore, and the troops spent the morning interacting with spectators Cheering for runners and bringing smiles to kids of all ages. We'll have a link to photos from this week's worth of events in our show notes. Thanks to Chris, TR10104, for that big report.
2: Yeah, it's kind of neat how he took together the, the whole week's worth of troops and sent them. I love them. it. I love it. It was perfect. Worked out well. So on April 16th and 17th, troopers of our German garrison took place in the. Okay, you ready, folks? Felder Moto-Bilt Hagen. We should have Marcus correct me on this. And it takes place nope. in Furstenfeldbruck, which is close to Munich. Did I get any of that close to right?
1: Yes. You all right.
2: Munich. So, well, I got Munich right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this event was um, for the seventh year in a row. And it was held to gather model builders from all over Germany. The garrison, once again, brought joy to many of the attendees by bringing their fully functional eWeb Blaster. At the booth, kids were able to prove their shooting skills and receive a certificate with their score from one of the Imperial officers. A lot of them returned more than once in order to raise their high score, which were visible to everyone waiting in line. Additionally, a drawing was organized with lots of prizes donated by both sponsors and members of the 501st themselves. Every raffle ticket was a winner and worth at least one Imperial credit. People could redeem their credits right away, or collect them towards getting one of the really big prizes later. Everyone was trying to get one of the cool first-order stormtrooper teddy bears. Visitors and troopers had two great days, and over €1,200 was raised for charity during the event, setting a record. Part of the money will go to the German cancer aid, and the other part will be donated to Volker, a friend of the garrison who is suffering from ALS. This money will help Volker pay for the expensive therapy. The Garrison is looking forward to returning next year and would like to thank everyone who participated in helping bring this event to life. We'll have a link to pictures from this event in our show notes, as well as a link to a slightly older video of the eWeb so you can see how that works. And then we'll also put a link to the GoFundMe page for Volker. Thanks to Christian TI8514 for that report.
3: And uh, before I uh, read the next one, I just want to uh, let the listeners know how much of a small galaxy this really is. Now, uh, Marcus, uh, we, that was that last report was from the German garrison, and you're from Germany, although you're in the mid south garrison. And oddly enough, I'm from California, and you and I went to the same high school. How odd is that? Right. Yep. Um, you were class of ninety. I was <laughs> class of ninety one, and. Uh, Uh, There is a famous newscaster that also went to our high school, and she was also class of 91, that being Rachel Maddow. How very small this uh, huge galaxy of ours is. Indeed. Well, with spring finally here in the Northern Hemisphere, it means dozens of requests for us to appear at charity walks of all shapes and sizes. Here are a few reports from some recent troops. On April 16th, Garrison Carida, I, I just love their name. Is it Carida or Carida? I'm just going to uh, say Carida. Carida, I like that. Uh, well, uh, Garrison Carida uh, participated in an autism walk that took place in Pennsylvania with an estimated five to 6,000 attendees. The event organizers arranged for a great changing area for the troops as well as refreshments and plates of hoagies for lunch. Uh, Troopers mingled with participants at the starting area, then headed to the DJ area for some dancing with the kids. They had prospective members, a.k.a. cadets or recruits, attend as well as to help members suit up, take photos, and help wrangle or squire for the characters. Luke DS9381 took the opportunity to wear his new Kylo Ren, which was incredible. Ryan TK81505 was trooping hardcore, barely leaving the crowds to take a break. Mark TS-6439 nearly melted in the beautiful weather in his snowtrooper, but the squires did their best to keep him in the shade, and last but not least, Dean SL-99913 trooped in his Vader, and despite a broken hand was able to still have an amazing time. In fact, the highlight of the day for him was when he saw Luke as Kylo with a group of six young ladies. When Dean, in his Vader, made his way through the crowd, the girls exclaimed, ''Oh, Darth Vader! He's really our favorite!'' and abandoned Kylo to get pictures taken with Vader. Reports are that Kylo then stalked off to go have a tantrum. Way to stay in character, guys. (laughs) We'll have a link to a group photo from this event in our show notes, thanks to Dean SL 99913 for that report.
1: Empire City Garrison attended the NYC Multiple Sclerosis Society Walk at Pier 26 in New York City near One World Trade Center and the Manhattan Ferry Terminal. Walk MS connects people living with MS and those who care about them. Funds raised give hope to everyone impacted by MS. Five members from ECG, joined by three members of the Rebel Legion's echo base, appeared from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., and they were all proud to support the organization. They had literally hundreds of Star Wars fans, crew members, and other walkers requesting photos, and Legionnaires had a great time interacting with them. We'll have a link to to a great photo from this troupe in our show notes. Thanks to Joseph ID 10218 for that report.
2: Garrison Carita attended another autism walk on April 23rd, two in fact, for that day. April was Autism Awareness Month, after all. The central theme of this troop was teamwork. Members from four different garrisons attended this event Carita, Corellia, Old Line, and Tyrannis. Plus, R2 builder Jason's R2, who was definitely the star of the show, providing entertainment for everyone. The event itself was excellent. Even though the weather was a little cool and damp at the start, didn't dampen the spirits of those running or attending the event. Their host was very gracious and thankful for our members' appearance, and they were provided a great changing room, bottled water, and food vouchers to use at any of the vendors at the event. The weather turned so nice by the afternoon that the troopers actually went back out for one more round of photos after eating lunch. We'll have a link to a photo gallery from this event in our show notes, and thanks to James TK11075 for that report.
3: The second autism walk that Carida appeared at on april twenty third was at F and M campus. Similar to the group trooping the walk in Gettysburg, the weather wasn't ideal, but that didn't stop the intrepid troops of Carida. They arrived on campus around 9.30 a.m. and scoped out the venue. Then, staff helped them get to uh, their changing rooms, where troopers were pleased to see donuts, water, and soft pretzels laid out for them. Then it was showtime, and the 13 customers from Carida and the Galactic Academy, plus three squires made it from their changing room to the starting line just in time to see all the families start their walk. Members also visited with those who stayed behind to make tables and other activities going on during the event. Before long, the families started arriving back from their walk around campus, and they were mobbed with photo requests, which included shenanigans with cupcakes. Uh, Jesse, RC11309, visited the mounted police, who even asked for a signature on his trading card, the officer, not the horse. Uh, group shots with kids and various Marvel Universe superheroes, and a festive game of rings where one TK got three rings in a row. Well done, Trooper. Then it was time to desuit and head out after the Troop lunch, which almost lasted just as long as the Troop itself, as members were having too much fun socializing with friends. We'll have a link to a Facebook album of photos from this event in our show notes. Thanks to Christopher, TK50164, for that report.
2: I guess everyone should figure out what kind of lenses that TK was wearing, because obviously yeah. he could see to get three rings in a row. Uh, yes, Way to go. he, he
3: <laughs> was actually able to uh, find the mark, so to speak. He uh, <laughs> hit his target there. Uh, I bet you he's got a bullseye painted on over one of his eye lenses. it has got to be it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so the emperor should decree that all troopers do that.
1: Go ahead. Give it a shot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you want me to make that decree? You're Please. one of the TKs, Marcus. Are you sure you want to do that? Yeah. Might as well, right? Okay, it might be funny, I mean, at a convention or something. Are you, all right, uh, troopers, I hereby decree that you put a, uh, uh, not a bullseye, what am I saying? No, put a uh, a bullseye on the Ewoks would be a good idea. though. No, no, put a, put a, a, a crosshairs on one of your eye lenses. There we go. Uh, don't put a bullseye on one of your eye lenses. No, that would not be a good thing. No. <laughs>
1: The morning of Sunday, May 1st, Empire City Garrison attended the March of Dimes March for Babies event that took place at Jones Beach Field 5 in Long Island, New York. Chris, TK6744, and Ron, Lone Vader, SL5928, were later joined by Jedi Leonard from Fan Force to troop this event. The March of Dimes organization does some great work to help make a world of a difference to the health of babies. The event was well attended with a steady stream of kids and adults throughout the morning. Unfortunately, the weather did not cooperate and it was cold in the 50s and raining steadily the entire troop. They persisted and stuck it out and even managed to do another troop later that day, luckily inside, but hopefully next year the weather will be more favorable for an outdoor troop.
2: We should also mention to listeners, make sure to listen through to the end of the show where we actually get to talk to Lone Vader in person about some of these troops that we're going to be uh, reading in the mission report section. So also on May 1st, Empire City Garrison was at the Maria Ferrari Children's Hospital's annual Go the Distance Walk and Family Fun Day at Westchester Medical Center. The 12th annual edition of this event is the largest annual fundraiser for Maria Ferrera's Children's Hospital, which serves Hudson Valley and Fairfield County in New York. The event, which includes a casual one-mile walk and a host of family activities, draws thousands of supporters to the Westchester Medical Center campus each year and is one that ECG has been attending for many years. Kudos to the 12 members and three squires who spent their Sunday trooping in the rain. It was discovered at this event that the extended part on the Imperial Gunner helmet will actually indeed collect water and pour out when the person leans forward. The more you know. yeah. (laughs) I never realized that, but I guess it makes sense. I wish they had a video of that. That had to have been hilarious. And also congrats to Austin, TK-15775, on his first troop in Stormtrooper armor. Thanks to Garrett, TK-7186, for that report.
3: The trooping duo of Chris, TB6744, and Ron, the Lone Vader, although he wasn't alone this time, uh, SL5928 from Empire City Garrison, were once again joined by Jedi Leonard from Fan Force for an appearance at the Great Strides Walk for Cystic Fibrosis at Blydenburg Park in, I hope I say this correctly, Hopaga, New York. Hopagi, New York. If you live there, please don't kill me. Uh, there's only one emperor. No, I'm just kidding. The Legion has hundreds of emperors, but I'm the only one here the podcast. But anyway, uh, the morning of Saturday, May 14th, the CF Foundation does some great work, and troopers were proud to participate in the event. ECG also has three additional CF walks coming up in May and June, and they hope to be able to send troopers out to those as well. The event had a small but steady stream of kids and adults throughout the sunny morning. Members had a great time taking photos with guests, handing out citations, interacting with the kids, and seeing the walkers off on their journey. Special thanks to Ron's wife, Vicki, for taking photos and squiring at the event. We'll have a link to one of the photos she took in our show notes. Thanks to Chris, TB6744, for that report.
1: Northeast Remnant Garrison, with support from the neighbors Empire City Garrison, sent a huge contingent of almost 20 troopers, eight squires, to MetLife Stadium in New Jersey for the May 22nd Autism Walk. Troopers helped generate excitement for the walk during the registration period, then cheered the walkers as they took off. This event was amazing. Not only was it a great location, it also had a good amount of participants, and thanks to support from ECG, NER was able to staff the event with plenty of troopers for people to visit with. The weather was perfect. It was cloudy, but didn't rain, so they had a nice breeze and were were not baking under the sun or getting soaked from the rain. And it was the type of troop that reminds you of why we do what we do for the 501st. And the troopers all felt it. The only downside to this troop was that it was only two hours long. Needless to say, they're looking forward to participating again next year. A huge plus is that the event staff was very polite and accommodating to our members, making sure that they had a great, secure changing room of water and snacks. Thanks to Jason TR32755 for that report.
2: For our final walk report, a solo trooper, Steve TK51500, with his selfie stick E11 braved the cool and rainy morning at the Great Strides Walk for Cystic Fibrosis in Cincinnati, Ohio on May 21st. And on May 22nd, five members of Ohio Garrison spent a beautiful sunny morning at the NF Walk in Cincinnati, benefiting the Children's Tumor Foundation. So many great causes to support so little time.
3: Empire City Garrison attended a birthday party at the John Thiessen Children's Foundation for Josh, 10-year-old cancer survivor, the afternoon of Sunday, April 17th, 2016. Greg, TK-13058. Chris, TK-6744. Ron, SL-5928. And John, ID42070, from the garrison, attended and were joined by Michael, TI10229, from the Northeast Remnant Garrison, and Jedi Leonard, from Fanfors. The JTCF is a local charity in New York that brings games, activities, toys, and treats to children at local area hospitals. They were holding a party for Josh and some of his friends who are also battling cancer. Legionnaires took photos with attendees, both young and old. Josh is a huge Star Wars fan and was dressed as a Jedi, and some of his friends came in costume as well. ECG set up a table with various trading cards, and the kids asked for signatures on the cards Throughout the event, troopers also handed out citations to kids and adults, and had fun roaming around outside for a bit. It was a very rewarding experience, and ECG was honored to make this day so special for Josh and his loved ones. Special thanks to Vicky and Lauren for helping Squire and for taking some great photos, some of which we'll link to in our show notes. Thanks to Chris TK six seven four four for that report.
1: A fiery tie with the speed of light. A Cloud of Stardust, and a hearty
6: Hi-O-X-1, the Lone Vader.
1: On Friday, April 22nd, Empire City Garrison attended the Star Wars Sketch Night. This event was held at the Cinema Arts Center in Huntington to benefit the Jeffrey K. Fisher Drawing Scholarship Fund. Ron, SL5928, arrived at 6.30 p.m., coming directly from work, suited up right away, and was outside the CAC by 7 p.m. for photo ops with the arriving artists, including some comic book artists from Marvel and DC. Around 8.30, the drawing began. Unbeknownst to him, the event coordinators had also invited non-group affiliated costumers to also attend in their Star Wars costumes. Ron posed for three sketch sessions of 10 minutes each, and they felt like the longest 10 minutes of his life. The first pose was a solo of Vader in his standard hand on belt pose. The second pose was with Jedi Leonard from Fan Force, recreating the A New Hope duel. Ron's final pose of the night was in the reveal. This was a surprise for the artists, and the gasp from the crowd proved how much of a shock it was to see a scarred and bald Vader once his helmet was removed. Between the sketch sessions, Ron posed for pictures with a staff of the CAC and with people coming to see the art films that they were showing in the three theaters. It was a very long and tiring troupe, but some of the artwork he saw that night was impressive, most impressive. Special thanks to Vicky, for squiring, taking photos, and generally putting up with her husband's crazy hobby. Thanks to Ron SL5928 for that report.
2: And we'll hear more about that later on, so make sure to stay tuned when he talks about that event. On Sunday, April 24th, Darth Vader and his Imperial Army assaulted Gregoria Park in Argentina. The main objective was to collect the largest amount of milk in order to support the campaign one liter of milk per month. The Rebel Legion also participated in this charity event. Members of both legions gathered at 2 p.m. to start suiting up, and by 3 p.m., the legion-organized parade kicked off with the musical assistance of the Argentinian National Infantry Concert Band. Transit Department joined efforts with the town hall officers and continuously escorted the parade in order to ensure traffic regulations and safe circulation. Upon reaching the destination of Gregoria Park, the charity event took place with a high fan attendance. The park was segmented into three donation stations, which were in charge of receiving the donations of milk packs, and six photo booth stations. Each photo station had a Legion group assigned to it for photo ops with fans. These stations were named Hoth, Endor, Death Star, Bespin, Tatooine, and Jakku. All stations were strategically organized and distributed on the park layout to facilitate access and break down the audience into smaller groups to prevent long queues and leverage faster serving. Stations were under control of dedicated workforce members from both the charity and the town hall's designated staff. Each milk pack that was donated, a little one liter pack, was turned in for three tickets, two photo booth access tickets and then a raffle ticket which they can then use to go to the different photo booth stations and participate in the raffle. But by 7 p.m., the event came to an end. With the great news, the main objective was successfully reached. 3,070 liters, or 811 gallons, of milk were collected. We'll try to get some links to photos put into our show notes. I know they had one big photo of this huge pile of stacks of all of these milk liters, that was pretty impressive. Thanks to Claudio, SL74666, for that report.
3: April is the month of the military child, and one of the culminating and most anticipated events of this special month is the Children's Fest at Fort Bragg. Open exclusively to military children and their families, this event took place at the Fort Bragg Fairgrounds for the 24th year in a row and had amusement rides and games. It was Carolina Garrison's second time making an appearance at the event, and they had a great time visiting with the fans and kids of all ages. We'll have a link to photos in our show notes, thanks to Bill, SL4821.
1: Empire City Garrison has long supported the puppetry arts So it was no surprise to hear that they appeared at the Puppetry Arts Family Festival held at the Park Slope in Brooklyn, New York, on Saturday, April 30th. Troopers arrived at 10:30 a.m. and suited up in a tent. They were ready to hit the streets of Brooklyn by 11 a.m. and trooped until 2 p.m. During those three hours, six members posed for photos with all of the people in attendance. It was a fantastic day, and there were many people at the fair. They also took a short walk around the neighborhood near the park, and we shocked many who were unaware that troopers were in the area for the festival. We'll have a link to a group photo from this troop in our show notes. Thanks again to Ron SL 5928 for that report.
2: Empire City Garrison attended a Star Wars-themed event at the Peninsula Public Library in Lawrence, New York, the afternoon of Sunday, May 1st. Patrick, ID 67790, Chris, TK6744, and Ron, SL5928, from Empire City Garrison, were joined once again by Jedi Leonard from Fan Force. ECG had a large table set up with various trading cards laid out, plus they handed out their usual citations to kids and adults and had fun roaming around the event. They started out upstairs, but when it started getting a bit overcrowded, they moved to the basement, where the Death Star backdrop was set up to take photos with. The library had activities including word puzzles, art projects, and more. The lone Vader also sat with kids to read the Star Wars A to Z book, which they enjoyed very much. Troopers had a great time taking photos, giving out cards, and interacting with some very enthusiastic attendees. We'll have a link to a photo by Mrs. SL5928 in our show notes. And I think there's also a video where Lone Vader is reading the Star Wars book. So we'll try to get a link to that as well. Thanks to Chris, TK6744, for that report.
3: Seventeen members of Imperial Sands Garrison were deployed to San Diego's main library downtown for their Star Wars May the 4th Be With You celebration, hosted a little early on May 1st. Over 170 members of the community attended, and fans of all ages enjoyed face painting, story time, lightsaber construction, and and meet-and-greet with Imperial Sands Garrison, plus... Mandalorian Mercs, San Diego Star Wars Society, and Rebel Legion. When asked if the program met their expectation, one child wrote, "It was amazing and awesome." While several adults thanked ISG for bringing the community together for these types of library events that they love. This library will be, and has been, the same location as 501st Legion Bash during San Diego Comic-Con will be held July 22nd this year. ISG wants to remind troopers that you do not need SDCC tickets to attend the bash, but you do need to buy bash tickets. Log on to imperialsandsgarrison.com for information, and we'll have lots more information about Comic-Con later on on our show. We'll have a link in our show notes to some top-notch photos from this event, and you're going to want to hit that link for the adorable Mando Tinkerbill. Trust me. Thanks to Jamie, TI-67076, for that report.
1: Old Line Garrison also sent in a weekly roundup report for events they troop shoot the first week of May. On May the 4th, a trooper from Old Line and a Rebel Legion member visited the Walkersville Public Library. For about an hour while the kids played games and worked on Star Wars crafts. Members of Old Line also visited the Georgetown University Medical Center, along with a member of Garrison Tyrannus, the R2 Builders Club, Amanda, and some rebel counterparts. First, R2 made some room to room visits, and then once the rest of the Legion members arrived, they headed to a room where The Force Awakens was being shown and visited with kids there. Thanks to the Hope for Henry Foundation, the hospital set up lots of cool balloons. Ordered pizzas, and movie viewing treats for the kids. Troopers interacted with the kids as they came into the makeshift theater, took pictures, and danced. It was a quick troop, but our members were well-received, and the families really seemed to enjoy us being there. Hopefully, this is the beginning of a lovely relationship with the hospital. Several members of Old Line with some rebels in R2 invaded the International Spy Museum for a Spy Wars-themed event. Members posed for pictures in the lobby then moved upstairs and found seats in the back of the room to listen to Dr. Vince Houghton, curator of the museum, give an hour and a half long presentation on spying in the Star Wars movies and specific examples of various aspects of espionage and accompanying movie clips. Following the presentation, there was a QA session. More photo ops took place following the talk, and some of the members from the early hospital troop arrived to join the fun. The spy museum was very thankful for our members' presence and hopefully will be invited back for any future events they have. Special congratulations to Josh TR66150 for his first troop. The troops went out for dinner afterwards and brought R2-D2 along. He completely disrupted the the restaurant as all the servers, busboys, and hosts were taking photos of him. Can't take R2 anywhere. We'll have a link to photos from all those troops in our show notes. Thanks to Chris TR10104 for that report.
3: I wonder what R2 ordered. That'd be interesting.
2: (laughs) I'm going to have to Google this um, presentation that they did. I guess I never really thought about the whole spy aspect of Star Wars. I'm curious what they talked about for an hour and a half.
3: I know. (laughs) I wonder if there was a rebel spy in the crowd. That would have been cool. Yeah,
2: maybe. So this year, for May the 4th, we were asked by Lucasfilm to help them bring a little bit of Star Wars magic to several U.S. hospitals. Plus, we already had some of our own hospital visits set up for this day. As such, we have multiple reports from garrisons who had May the 4th hospital troops. Empire City Garrison started their whirlwind Star Wars Day hospital visits at Hassenfeld Children's Center for Cancer and Blood Disorders in New York City. All three of their stops on this day were part of the Lucasfilm organized tour. A really great way to spend May the 4th, and Empire City Garrison was happy to support the tour. ECG Troopers Anthony, TK-10666, and Eugene, TK-11223, arrived at the hospital at approximately 9.30 in the morning, got suited up, and headed out onto the hospital floor. The hospital staff escorted them to the event room, where children and parents were taking part in the Star Wars Day activities. They took a ton of photos with the families, children, and staff. There was actually a Star Wars photo booth that Lucasfilm provided the hospital with, and they also used that to take photos with everyone in. It was a fun time for all, and the children were excited at the Legion's appearance and couldn't believe that real stormtroopers came out to celebrate with them. Next, Anthony and Eugene headed to Star Wars Day at Fink Children's Center for Ambulatory Care in New York City. They arrived at about 11.30, straight from the previous tour stop. They got suited up again and headed out into the hospital waiting room where the Star Wars Day activities were taking place took more photos with the families and children that were uh, waiting there for their appointments. Most of them were in complete shock as they did not realize that they were going to be getting treated to a Star Wars Day event while they were waiting to be called in for their appointments. There was also, again, the Star Wars photo booth that Lucasfilm provided. And so the ECG troopers took photos in the booth with the kids and families, which were all just in awe of the Legion's appearance. Once again, great time for all. Then, last but not least, Empire City Garrison attended the Star Wars Day event at the Tish Inpatient Acute Care Pediatrics Hospital in New York City. This time it was Anthony, TK10666, and John, TI42070, who arrived at the hospital at 2.30. They got suited up and headed out onto the hospital floor, escorted by the hospital staff for the Star Wars Day activities. First stop was the Activity Room, where again children and parents were waiting to watch The Force Awakens on the big screen TV. The families took tons of photos with the Imperial troopers, and they couldn't believe that they showed up. The character appearance was a complete surprise for everyone. After the activity room, the hospital staff took our troopers from room to room to see the children who couldn't get out of their beds for the Star Wars activities. They took a bunch of photos with these brave little kids, and they were very excited that the real Star Wars characters were actually there to see them. Judging by their reaction to the ECG appearance, this was truly an exciting and uplifting day for these kids. And ECG was very happy to be a part of it. Then five members of Ohio Garrison had the honor of visiting the Cincinnati Children's Hospital for Star Wars Day. That hospital had Star Wars bingo, toy prizes, and again, a screening of The Force Awakens, and other great Star Wars related things for the kids. By far one of the Garrison's favorite places to visit. Then nine members of Mid-South Garrison, plus an R2 Builder, a Merc, and a Jedi, visited Monroe Carroll Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt and made Star Wars Day so special for so many kids there. Uh, In fact, for this visit, uh, they actually got some uh, time on News Channel 5. Let's take a listen to that.
6: As we all know, this is the month of May, which means spring has arrived, bringing for the most part warmer temperatures, budding flowers, and stormtroopers. Stormtroopers? Yep, as you'll see in tonight's school patrol. It's not often you see the Star Wars stormtroopers, R2D2, even Darth Vader descend upon Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt. It was awesome because I've never seen them in real life. Star Wars characters visited patients and their families on May 4th.
2: May the 4th be with you. Mamie Shepard. We've got Stormtroopers, R2-D2, Darth Vader. Is
6: the program manager of the new Seacrest Studios at the hospital.
2: It's a nice distraction. Kids who are able to come down got to see them and then kids who aren't able to leave their rooms are able to watch on their TVs. So that kind of gives the kids something to keep in sight instead of what they're going through at the moment. It helps a lot.
6: We are here for May the 4th. Be with you. Members of the 501st Legion.
0: I started off thinking I was going to do about one troop a month.
6: The Mandalorian Mercs. I am a stormtrooper. And I've done at least one every weekend. And the Galactic Academy. It's really worth it. We become the characters. You know, everything we do has to be accurate. Most of the time. I'm a working guy. I'm not one of those guys that just hangs out on the Death Star all white and shiny. Just regular people. I've been in the field. Looking for those droids in the desert. Who suit up. We're just excited to be able to come back and give back. For free. To this institution that does so much for so many people. When he's not a stormtrooper.
0: Teamwork makes the dream work. Eric Kirk is a
6: TV engineer.
0: It's kind of addictive because all you're doing is making people excited and happy. There's no substitute in that feeling. We hope
6: to leave here
2: about 2.15 if everybody's suited up and ready to go.
6: Given their marching orders, they're soon on their way. He knows it. There's oh, a okay. trivia contest you ah! broadcast throughout the hospital. Hello there. How are you? is like a picture? Sure. But there's an even closer connection. All right, Morgan. Morgan. Oh, it was pretty cool. I, I don't expect it to be that big. And her grandmother enjoyed the visit. Oh feel better today.
4: Brighten your day? a little bit for these children when, you know, they need that. Especially when they're in here for a while. I think it was
6: nice for the kids. I got a picture like Star Wars. Downstairs children get to reach for the stars. You ready? Jeffrey Tibbs even gets his picture taken with them.
4: When I heard it, I was like, yay! (laughs) So, you know, it made my day. It
6: made our day. I was like, wow.
3: The Red are uh, the bad guys. The children is stuck in these hospital beds and the hospital rooms, and it makes their day, I'm sure.
6: It made my day, and I'm a grown-up, so. <laughs> the members of the 501st Legion, also known as one of the local groups of Star Wars characters, travel throughout the area visiting local hospitals and organizations all year long. And it's a fun time. Yeah.
3: That was a really, really touching uh, video there. It buffered a few times during playback, but um, mm-hmm. it. Um, baseball sounds And, and uh, Yeah, we don't need to hear about baseball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, that video uh, buffered a few times. I'll try and take care of that as best I can and post edit. But, uh, Nikki, of course, there will be a link there uh, where uh, uh, people can uh, click and uh, watch that video. And I highly recommend it. Uh, that brought me to tears because uh, uh, I think uh, viewers can get, uh, well, listeners of this podcast and viewers of that video uh, can get some really, really keen insight on uh, the hospital troops that we in the Legion do. Uh, Very, very emotional. And I kind of teared up a little bit just watching that. And uh, that was uh, uh, really nice. I recommend everybody uh, just take a few minutes out of their day and uh, take a look at that.
2: Yeah. And these reports were only a fraction of the hospitals that uh, Legionnaires went to on May the 4th. I know that uh, Southern California Garrison's uh, Orange County Squad also had a hospital troop, and I think there was at least half a dozen more that that were on the Lucasfilm tour. Plus, there was some, like I said earlier, um, hospital visits that were already set up before we knew about the tour. So, like we said last episode, we really need to make May the 4th uh, an official holiday for 501st Legion members so that we can always have the day off work (laughs) to try to make all of these troops because we got a ton of requests for that day. And it was a Wednesday, so it was so hard to try to um, make time to fill them all. But a lot of our our guys took the day off work and tried to make as many of these hospital troops and other troops uh, as they could.
3: Empire City Garrison's Garrett, TD-7186, along with a soon-to-be member as a stormtrooper, appeared at Cub Scout Pack 62 Jedi Training Night at the Scotchtown Avenue School in Goshen, New York. Each scout and guest brought one full bag of non-perishable groceries as admission to the event for the Goshen Food Pantry. There was so much food donated, they had to fill the cab of the truck as well due to a full truckload. Victory Karate also donated their time to put on some Jedi training. After the training, troopers posed for photos with the children and adults. The Scout Pack was grateful for our members' time and volunteered to assist the garrison with manning the 501st Legion booth at the two-day Goshen Great American Weekend event in July, where the garrison will also be raising money for the Goshen Food Pantry. We'll have a link to some Facebook photos from this event in our show notes. Thanks to Garrett TK 7186 for that report. And uh, I'm supposed to ad-lib uh, about encouraging other scout packs and troops to reach out for potential volunteer opportunities with the 501st. Okay. So, if you're uh, out there and you're involved with scouting and uh, you you know about us, well, hey, reach out to us. And uh, Nikki, how can they do that? Ad-lib, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I know that a lot of um, scout packs, um, or more so the Boy Scout troops who are a little bit uh, the older guys they need um, community service projects all the time for various badges and ranks that they're trying to achieve. And for certain events, there is definitely some potential volunteer opportunities um, where we could use some manpower, like collecting for um, food pantries and other events where they can um, help make sure our troops have enough water to drink or, you know, keep an eye on us at an event. Um, So, definitely reach out to us at um, eventrequest at 501st.com and we can put you in touch with your local unit and they can let you know if there's any troops that are coming up where they could put in some volunteer time.
3: So you go to 501st.com and there's a little button there that says event requests. And of course, uh, all of those requests go through you, don't they?
2: Yep, I get to see them all.
1: (laughs) Empire City Garrison attended a Star Wars May the 4th week event at the West Hampton Free Library on May 6th. It was a solo for Steve, TK-10466, and he was excited to give his new Empire Strikes Back TK kit, a test drive. He arrived at 3 p.m. and was ready to hit the floor by 3.30 p.m. The library provided a squire who helped guide him around the first floor for a bit and visit with kids and adults they encountered. Then they headed for the elevator to the second floor where the children's area was. There were some very excited children, including three who essentially became his shadows for most of the troop and walked all around the library following the trooper. By about 5 p.m., it was time to depart. It was a small troop in a small venue, but I'm sure Steve made long-lasting memories for the kids he visited. Thanks to Steve, TK10466, for that report.
2: Garrison Caritas spent the morning of May the 4th with some very special people and kids. R2, Darth Vader, Stormtrooper, Sandtrooper, and Greedo brought tons of smiles and happiness to the kids and adults at the Cade's Disabilities Education Services School, which hosted a Star Wars Day celebration. It was hard not to be emotional behind the mask when you see how the most simplest of things make the kids so happy, and it's a bonus when you can help bring joy to the heroes behind the scenes, the great workers, teachers, and parents who care for these special kids and adults. Kudos to Dean, SL-99913, for trooping as Vader. Old Sarge, TD-124, who's turning 75 at the end of July. I just had to get that in there because I noticed that Old Sarge was in this report. And I'm like, I need to find out how old he's turning. He's turning 75 this year. So, big milestone. He was trooping in his Sand Trooper. Don, BH42511, as Greedo, and Marty, TK1524, as a stormtrooper and controlling his R2-D2. Kudos to them for clearing their schedules to make this midweek event. The kids made our members thank you posters and cards, and the staff made Wookiee, R2, and Trooper cupcakes to help celebrate. Thanks to Marty, TK1524, for that report. Uh,
3: well done, everybody, with that event, especially you, old Sarge. Uh, the emperor would like to treat you to Dexter's Diner. Uh, maybe we'll get a, uh, a discount, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, by, by the way, if that's the same Sarge, um, I was at Celebration 3 in 2005, and an older gentleman, and I think that was him, did a panel about costume building. And in, in especially um, Sand Trooper, TD building. So I think I think that was him. Probably. Yeah. Wow. 75.
3: Our Columbia outpost celebrated May the 4th thanks to an invitation from the Star Wars Kali fan group, the Colombo Cultural Center, and the U.S. Embassy in Columbia. Four members took part in different activities, such as a blood donor campaign, a symphonic concert, a Darth Vader's mask artistic exposition forum with the San Buenaventuras University, an international participation of the writer Christy Golden and her book, Star Wars Dark Disciple, robotics workshops, origami, cosplay contest, and a collectibles discussion and exhibit. They jam-packed a ton of activities in May the 4th through the 7th. We'll get a link to some Facebook photo albums in our show notes. Thanks to Yesid, Tk 99988 for that report.
1: Empire City Garrison attended Sapphire Elementary School's Star Wars Day event on May the 4th. It was an end-of-year celebration for the kindergarten class. They actually had to move it to another school because so many people were expected to attend. The class performed some songs and dances, and then towards the end, when all the kids were lined up, the Star Wars theme started playing, and the Stormtrooper entered from each side of the gym and crossed to the opposite sides. They were joined by Tusken Raider as well. Then the stormtroopers led the children out of the gym and towards their classrooms, where the kids lined up the hallways to take pictures with the characters. After the troop, the event host at the school treated them to dinner at TGI Fridays. Thanks to Gary TK 7186 for that report.
2: Members of the 501st Legion's Hong Kong garrison attended the unveiling of three distinguished student-built projects funded by the Walt Disney Company. Funding was part of the Disney HKUST grant for technology and well-being, which encourages young inventive minds to develop projects that improve the lives of people with physical disabilities, support local productivity, or promote health and wellness in affordable ways. The three projects highlighted were the real-time sign language translation device inspired by the hand of C3PO, who is fluent in over 6 million forms of communication, the gaze and mind-controlled robot car, which resembles the Jawa Sandcrawler vehicle, Woo-hoo! the airship UAV Crop Doctor, themed after the charismatic and mischievous astromech droid R2-D2. Thanks go out to these inspiring young geniuses and to our proud and supportive troopers, SL-2328, TK-21485, TK-96622, TK-8136, TK-11019, TK-39093, nbs3888. We'll have a link to photos from this troop in our show notes. Thanks to ManCam, TK2328 for that report. I know I've seen videos of the sign language Mm -hmm. translation device. I'm not sure if I've seen the other two yet.
3: I'll have to go Google those. Well, obviously, three back-to-back hospital visits weren't enough to keep Empire City Garrison satisfied on Star Wars Day, as later in the evening, they headed out to troop the Star Wars exhibit at Discovery Times Square on Wednesday, May the 4th. Empire City Garrison was very happy to support it and thankful for the Discovery's donation to Make-A-Wish in the name of the 501st. Empire City Garrison Troopers Russell SL4038, Anthony TK10666, and Jonathan tk K 16890, arrived at Discovery at approximately 5 p.m. They suited up and headed out into the Star Wars exhibit escorted by the Discovery staff. They toured every section of the exhibit and posed for photos with exhibit goers all along the way. There was very much a pleasant surprise to the fans as they did not know live Star Wars characters were going to be at the exhibit on Star Wars Day. After an hour of photo ops in the exhibit with fans, our members were escorted downstairs to a room where they took more photos with fans and the Discovery staff as well. The Discovery staff were extremely accommodating to our troopers, providing them with a big room to change in and some pizza— Iterate and water to fuel up on. The Discovery staff members were all genuine Five Hundred First Legion fans and were really psyched that we were booked for the event. It was an awesome experience for all. Huge thanks to Helen, Ray, and Dan for coming out and squiring for this event. Thanks to Anthony TK One Zero Six 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 for that report.
1: As if May the Fourth didn't make our week busy enough, there was also Free Comic Book Day which landed on May 7th this year, to celebrate. Empire City Garrison deployed a few members to Dragon's Den in Poughkeepsie for a few hours, while Lone Vader spent the afternoon at Bailey's Comics at Lindenhurst. This was after he and two troopers had already spent the morning at 4th World Comics and made a visit to Grasshopper Comics in between. Garrison Carida had nine free comic book day events they attended throughout Pennsylvania and Delaware. One of them was to Comics Connection in York, Pennsylvania, and we'll have a link to a few selfies from that troop in our show notes. Old Line Garrison trooped at several locations for free comic book day. The Caucusville Library, Beyond Comics and Frederick, where they were joined by East Coast Avengers, Rebel Legion, Mando Marks, and R2 Builders Club. And Third Eye Comics in Annapolis, where they were once again joined by the Rebel Legion and Mando Marks. At Third Eye, they were even visited by an Annapolis police officer and a little stormtrooper named Tyson.
2: On Friday, May 6th, Empire City Garrison attended a Star Wars Day celebration at the Middle Country Public Library. After fighting terrible rush hour traffic, Dave, TD6513, and Ron, SL5928, arrived just before 6 p.m. They quickly set up some vertical banners, suited up, and were ready to hit the floor by 620. These guys suit up fast! Wow. The library had craft stations as well as games for the kids, including the dreaded pool noodle lightsabers. Uh After posing for pictures in the children's library, Dave and Ron decided to patrol the rest of the library. During the patrol, they found the Underground, which I guess was the name for the teen library. At first, the residents of this den of scum and villainy tried to ignore our members. Of course, they were just too cool for Star Wars. But they finally turned to the dark side. Unfortunately, TD-6513 was attacked by a rogue Padawan armed with a pool noodle lightsaber, but their squire, Vicky, fended him off with a scolding and no harm was done to our brave sand trooper. We'll have a link to a photo from this troop in our show notes, and thanks to Ron, SL-5928, for that report.
3: Busy, busy apprentice. Well, thanks to an invitation from Lucasfilm and Disney, four troopers from Empire City Garrison were able to attend the Screen Vision presentation event on Thursday, May 12th, 2016. Screen Vision is a company that provides the ad content in movie theaters across the country. One of the movie properties they are selling against is the upcoming film Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. ScreenVision was initially hoping for 24 troopers, but being a work night, we were only able to provide four. Jonathan, TK16890, Chris, TK6744, Miguel, TK30574, and Eugene, TK11223, arrived at the skylight at Moynihan Station in New York City at approximately 4 p.m. and were greeted by the event staff and LFL reps. After being escorted to their changing area, ECG troopers suited up for the 5 p.m. rehearsal. After the rehearsal, ECG troopers went back to the changing area for dinner and rested before the event and presentation started at 6 p.m. Attendees were led into the big screen room as the night started out with a screen vision presentation. At the presentation's conclusion at 7 p.m., the attendees were then treated to the unveiling of our stormtroopers at both entrances to the party room. As the Star Wars theme blasted into the room, over the speakers, the curtains lifted, and the stormtroopers were standing on guard as the attendees were escorted into the party room. For the next two and a half hours, the Legion's troopers took photo ops with all of the extremely enthusiastic party attendees. This included actor Greg Grunberg, best known for his various roles on TV, and most recently playing the Resistance pilot Snap Wexley in Star Wars The First Awakens. It was a fun time for all. The event organizers were blown away by the Legion's appearance and couldn't stop taking photos with our troopers. The night was an incredible success. We'll have a link to photos of our troopers with Snap in our show notes. Thanks to Anthony TK 10666 for that report.
1: Badlands Garrison unveiled their brand new desert set to great success at the Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo, the second largest convention in Canada, on April 27th to May the 1st. They hosted a charity photo booth at the Expo that benefited Make-A-Wish. In the past, they had the typical backdrop with some additional flair, but they really wanted to step up their game this year. A team of five First members and recruits helped build this set over two months. They poured in a ton of time, energy, love, and money to get it done in time for CCE. They had a great time making it and an even better time using it. The members loved it, the fans loved it, the Make-A-Wish group loved it, and everyone loved it. We're sure you'll love it, too, after you check out the photos we'll link to in our show notes. They don't have in the final totals raised over the four-day event yet, but the garrison is pretty optimistic that they beat their record.
2: Awesome job. Great job. On May 14th, 17 members of Mid-South and Rancor Raiders garrisons, along with new recruits, got together at the Redbirds Baseball Stadium in Memphis, Tennessee, to put smiles on faces. There were 516 attendees, and $4 was donated from each ticket, Raising $2,064 to benefit the Le Bonheur Children's Hospital. In addition, a club suite was donated to Le Bonheur, which was the equivalent of $638 in ticket revenue. This was a blast, and our members can't wait for next year's event, which will hopefully be bigger and better. We'll have a link to a group photo from this troop in our show notes, and thanks to Jason TI10062 for that report. So, did you go to that one, Marcus?
1: No, I did not. Uh, Memphis is about three and a half hours away from where I live, and uh, I I simply couldn't make it. But gotcha for for this kind of um, event in that part of the state, we always team together with uh, our Mississippi brothers and sisters from Ranker Raiders. So it turned out great. 17 members is pretty spectacular.
2: Yeah, do you know if this was the first year that you worked with this team?
1: Um, I do not know. I. I wouldn't be surprised if it wouldn't be the first one. Cool.
3: In one moment, a lifetime of memories was made. On May 18th, a team of Golden Gate Garrison members were part of a special wish that was granted and made possible by the Make-A-Wish Foundation slash Lucasfilm slash Disney at Lucas Digital Arts Center in San Francisco. Will, who is six years old, has been suffering from cancer and is currently in remission. His brother Charlie and family joined him for a day at Lucas Digital Arts Center beginning with a visit by C-3PO and R2-D2, followed by lunch and a tour of the campus. His amazing day on the campus was interrupted by a battle with Kylo Ren and three First Order TKs. Will described it as the best day ever. He loves Star Wars more than anything, and today he had the chance to really feel like he became part of it. Thanks to Kylo, he's even decided to join the First Order. But the reason might not be what you think. He says, I like the dark side because I think they have comfier seats in their spaceships. (laughs) The members <laughs> The members did an amazing job delivering a fantastic performance. We should all be extremely proud of them. Thanks to Garrison CEO Kyle TK91305 for sharing this news with us. This is an exclusive 501st cast interview. <laughs>
2: We're excited to have with us our sort of honorary guest star. We've talked about him on a few different episodes. So welcome to the 501st cast, Ron, SL5928, better known to our listeners as the Lone Vader.
3: What welcome.
5: i my master. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, now, do, are you saying that to uh, a biker scout or a Jawa there? Uh, I mean, uh, I am your oh, no, master. Uh, you, she was the one talking, <laughs> not me. <I> know. <laughs> well, uh, Lone Vader, uh, of course, maybe I should introduce myself. Uh, uh, I am Lord Sidious, SL 12743 Finally, I get to meet my apprentice, the Lone Vader. It's about time. Thank you. I'm
5: happy to be here.
3: <laughs> well, you've done a lot of troops, and we have, of course, Marcus here with us as well. And uh, so the Lone Vader is flanked by no, the Emperor, yours truly, uh, a biker Emperor. scout uh, slash part-time Jawa in Nikki, and, uh, well, a TK in Marcus. So, uh, you know, we're all one big happy empire here. Um, but, uh, Nikki, I'm going to uh, turn the mic over to you, but first, lo- I got to ask Lone Vader, you have been so busy. You've done a lot of solo troops, and uh, tell us real quickly, get us all caught up on some of the things. In case our listeners haven't uh, listened to the, the past few episodes of the 501st cast, shame on them if they haven't. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, what what are some of the, the things that you've been doing lately, and uh, why do them alone?
5: Well, uh, <clears throat> I just hit my fifth anniversary with the Legion uh, May 6th, and that hit, uh, I had 251 troops as of that date.
3: Wow. <laughs> so, my goodness.
5: Yeah, I did 62 last year. Um, I'm fortunate that I am able to do this. My wife is very supportive of the Legion, even though she's not of the Legion. Uh, she comes, she's been at almost every one of those troops. Uh, she's my photographer, my eyes, my ears, as she says, as a security. And, uh, like I said, we're very fortunate that we can give back as much as we do.
3: There you go. You see, Lord Vader um, has his own wrangler or squire, as some would call yeah. it. Uh, yeah. That is awesome. Yep.
5: Yeah, She's my she's my squire, my photographer, and uh, I, I can't do it without her. Uh, realistically, I can't put anyone on without a squire. So. I know some can, I can't.
3: Well, just uh, but, uh as yeah. a, as we mentioned before I turn this over to uh Nikki and Marcus, uh I just wanted to ask you what are some of the ones that um stick out uh recently some of the troops you've done recently that uh really stick out uh with you the most, resonate with you uh most profoundly and uh you've done a couple of solo troops uh, or a few solo troops I remember reporting on, so uh maybe uh tell us about uh one or two of those.
5: Uh, well, solo troops most recent one was a uh, free comic book day, which is you know just that's a fun and giggles type uh, troop. Um, but I do a lot of library troops solo. Chris Freehand, uh, it, he's he's my uh, co you know he's sort of my uh, partner when it comes to trooping. If one of us can't cover a troop, he covers you know he covers it. Uh, we hate to have a troop come up and not have someone cover it. So if we Either one of us can handle it without the other. We do that. Uh, He does a lot of solo troops also. Uh, He calls himself the Trooper of One. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, recently, like I said, we did pre-comic book day. I've done a couple libraries recently. I do so many troops, I can't remember exactly which ones I've done solo. I did uh, seven troops in the first seven days of May. Uh, my, goodness. my anniversary troop was one, you know, by anniversary date, I did a library troop, uh, but I had a, a TK with me on that one. And uh, yeah, it's been a very busy month, uh, May. I'm on vacation now, so no <laughs> trooping this
3: week. Well, that's uh, good. I'm going to turn the mic over to Nikki. We forgot to establish that uh, you are with, uh, of course, if people listen to uh, us in the past, they know that you're in the ECG, the Empire City Garrison. Uh, is that correct? Proud yeah, number. Uh, uh, That's awesome. Uh, And uh, my my uh, one of my good, good friends is the former commanding officer of uh, indoor base out that way in the Rebel Legion. So uh, uh, it's a a small galaxy, I think. And uh, but anyhow, uh, uh, Nikki, I'm going to pass this over to you. I don't want to hog this whole conversation. I'm just excited to finally meet my apprentice. It's about time. (laughs)
5: I'll see you at celebrations, I hope.
3: Oh, I won't be going. No. You see, Lord Vader, you and your 250 troops, uh, you are one of the most prolific Sith Lords, and me, I am probably the least prolific of the Sith. You see, I I, I have, despite myself sitting in my throne here and having a grand old time ruling the galaxy, I nevertheless have two jobs, and so I hardly ever get out, and uh, I have... uh, one troop that I organize at an orphanage every year, and uh, we go there now twice a year, and that's that's my thing. I, I do that, and uh, that's what keeps me going and keeps me in the Legion. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, you know, so we, we all do our part.
2: So, uh, earlier in the episode, we talked about a bunch of different troops that you participated in. Uh, it looks like you and your uh, partner in crime did a March of Dimes walk uh, earlier in May. And, um yep. The one that I was uh, interested in was the with the artists when they were doing the sketching oh. sessions of you. Um, did they realize when they first asked you to come that what you looked like without your helmet on? Or was that a total surprise to everyone when, when you took your that helmet
5: off? A, yeah, that was a total surprise. Uh, the organizers knew I was going to do it, but the people, the artists that were there... Did not know that the revealed Vader was going to be there.
2: Nice. <laughs> uh,
5: yeah, the the the, the gasp from the crowd when I walked into the room as as the revealed Vader was uh, earth shaking to say the least. <laughs> uh, and I actually had to request it to do the pose where I'm holding the 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 upper half of the helmet of the face mask
2: uh-huh. in my
5: hand as if it was like a skull looking at it. Uh, that was enjoyable that was also the longest 10 minutes of my life (laughs) to to maintain that pose and just keep looking at that helmet for 10 minutes I'm I'm watching my arms slowly sink (laughs) and I'm saying oh please don't don't stop I gotta keep my arm up there for these artists but yeah 10 minutes doesn't sound like a long time but when you're holding a pose and you're you're trying not to breathe too much it is a long time
2: (laughs) Uh-huh. So about how many artists um participated in that
5: oh I right. I would say there was about thirty to forty uh, amateur artists in it, but there was also uh about i think there was four professional comic book artists, I know two for certain uh because I had talked to them before the show one worked for d c and one works for Marvel.
2: and what and, did they uh, that was pretty- and what did they do with the uh, artwork? Was it just like a learning experience oh, what, for them?
5: Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just for their own fun, uh, their own yeah, to add to their portfolio. There was a lot of, there was actually quite a number of uh, younglings in the crowd, uh, which was pretty cool to see what they what they came up with. Because uh, I was able to go back and look at at some of the artwork that they had done. Not as much, not at all of it, but you know a fair share, mm-hmm. and it was. You know, your, your range was you know kids calling with cu- cu- crayons to like I say professional artists, and uh, yeah, it was rather interesting to see how people interpreted Vader in you know many different poses. I did three sessions uh, as Vader, uh, only one though as a reveal, and it was it was interesting to see what they came up with. Uh, <laughs> there was it was rather this was a rather disturbing one. Uh, we did the we had. Uh, our friend Leonard, he's from one of the Fan Force groups.
3: He was mm-hmm. doing
5: old Obi-Wan, and I was doing Vader. And we were doing the classic, facing off in the Death Star pose. And even though I'm Return of the Jedi, but you are not going to get into technicality. <laughs> and one, of the, one of the people had us looking at each other, and little hearts are flying back and forth on the picture, even though <laughs> we're in a battle pose. Like I said, it was rather, rather disturbing picture,
1: <laughs>
5: but uh, it was a lot of fun. It, but it was rather, rather, you know, rather stressful because of you know you're trying to do your best for these people you don't know, and it's you're you're standing still, and it it doesn't sound hard to stand still for ten minutes, but, but try it when you're holding a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. It, it can it, it can be rather you know uh, long and stressful. Uh, it was an enjoyable event. Will I do it again? If they ask me to, yeah.
2: Cool. And then I know that uh, Empire City Garrison um, often supports the Puppetry Arts um, Center. Um, Can you tell me yes. any more about um, the the Puppetry Arts Festival that you guys did back at the, the end of April?
5: Yeah, that, that's, yeah, Puppetry Arts is a, uh, a local, local community art theater group but uh, the the founder of it tim he uh he has a real sense of community he cares about everybody that lives in the area and he sets up all sorts of events that we are not even involved in but whenever he can draw, draw us in to help draw other people in uh he brings us in and th- that troop that i did in park slope brooklyn That's actually my anniversary troop. That was my first official troop with the 501st Legion was at that event. And I have to do that event every year. Uh, We have a lot of Vaders in the uh, ECG. And I sort of defer the Brooklyn events to the Brooklyn Vaders only because they're more local. And to drive from Long Island to Brooklyn and back again can be a nightmare. So um, I tend to only do one event for Tim a year. Uh, He's a great guy. He supports uh, chapter schools. He supports uh, learning, uh, you know, all sorts of learning charities. He's he's an immense influence in that area when it comes to charity work. Unbelievable guy.
2: Cool. What else have you been up to? I was trying to look through um, some of these Uh, mission reports that we were talking about.
3: Well, he's been up to a lot. I know he was. I know. You know? <laughs> um,
5: yeah, oh, that's, that's why they all meld into each other after a
3: while.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, you guys also attended a birthday party for um, Josh at the John Thiessen Children's Foundation, uh, his his 10th birthday. You guys did mm-hmm. that one. Um, had you guys um, met Josh before or was you just knew no, learned that, of him?
5: I, that was the first yeah, uh, John Tyson is, a, once again, a local uh, charity organization. there on Long Island. Uh, they, they do a lot, of, a lot of work with different you know, children's organizations and so on like that. And they approached us about uh, going to, to uh, Josh's birthday party. Uh, we normally don't do birthday parties in the ECG, but this is an exception because the the child has been, uh, is a cancer survivor. And, uh, it was one of his, one of his wishes was to meet Darth Vader. And we were there for his birthday. Uh, it was a very, very good, good troop. Uh, we had a, we had a little help from NER, which is one of our, uh, local, you know, one of the other local garrisons in New Jersey. Uh, they, One of their guys came over and gave us a hand on this, and uh, it was a good troop. The kids appreciated us. Uh, John Tyson's is a very small venue, (laughs) a very narrow venue, and uh, it was good. It was very very fulfilling, and I'm sure he will remember it for a long time.
2: Yeah, well, we've definitely been taken by um, all of your reports. We were really amused how you called yourself the uh, the lone Vader in one of your missions, and we kind of latched on to that and have uh, really had fun with it every time that we talk about your troops with the ECG. So, so thanks for that. Thanks for posting the missions, and thanks for um, trying to fill as many troop requests uh, as you can. I know that I always get very disappointed when I have to send an email to someone and say that we don't have any volunteers available. So you do nice realize, yeah,
3: of course, Lone Vader. You you, you do realize good. that um, there th- there is only one thing wrong with that. When it comes to the Sith, there can only be two. So so how is it then that you? Uh, how did you come about being the Lone Vader anyway? Was it because of the these uh, solo troops or what?
5: Yes, it, it's uh, my my actual nickname on on our forums is Papa Bear. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, yeah. I'm great because I'm the father figure of the group. I'm probably, I think I'm the oldest guy in my garrison. uh And at New York Comic Con a couple of years ago, one of our troopers, female troopers, was being harassed, and I stepped in and said, "Told the kid, you know, leave this girl alone." And since then, I've been known as Papa Bear because the ferocious father bear protecting his young. <laughs> so. As you said, I i had done quite a few solo troops uh, last year. I had done a number of solo troops. And I said I wanted something to signify that I'm doing something solo. And my wife and I are driving home from one of these solo troops. And the song Alone Again naturally came on. (laughs) And I said, oh, maybe we could use that, alone. I'm I'm all alone out there. I need some help. Give me some help. And uh, my wife goes, oh, that sounds kind of silly, you know. He, he, you know, he, we're all volunteers. We all can do what we can do, you know. Not everybody can be out all the time like you can. That's, you know. And I said, okay, well, let's use the word long. And she goes, oh, I like the Long Ranger. And I said, that's great, the Lone Theater. And did uh, <laughs> a cool search. When I got home, found out the opening from the old Long Ranger show, and modified it to fit that and. All my long mission reports from now on are going to have that opening.
3: <laughs> Just a little joke. Yeah. Well, I love I love reading them uh, <laughs> and and calling you. <laughs> and putting a little Vader breath and then uh, calling you the Lone Vader, and, and uh, it uh, comes out pretty well. <laughs>
5: yeah, I played I played your podcast for my parents, and they they thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, thanks again. It was nice. Be able to, uh, you know, chat with you in person about some of these troops that we just kind of read about otherwise and and uh, hear what you've been up to recently.
5: Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> Upcoming events.
1: Before we even get the chance to exalt in the wonder of Celebration London, we already received word about the next U.S. Celebration, Celebration Orlando. The 8th Domestic Celebration will take place April 13th to the 16th, and we'll be back in the hands of our mighty Florida garrison. Tickets go on sale on May 25th. Actually, will likely already be on sale by the time you listen to this. Hope you got yours.
2: Yeah, I know. Last time, the VIP tickets were gone in like 60 seconds.
3: Oh, yeah, my. Yes. Kind of and they $700 like a-, a piece. My goodness. Yeah, and uh, to be honest with you, I know that we're going to be talking about uh, or someone else is going to be talking about San Diego Comic-Con here shortly. But uh, that just reminds me of what it's like trying to get into San Diego Comic-Con here in Southern California. It's next to impossible. You basically have to win the lottery just to try to get a ticket.
2: Well, Celebration's a bit easier than San Diego Comic Con. You can still get the regular passes fairly easily. It's just those VIP ones that go so super fast.
3: Well, we have something, uh, Nikki, from uh, or about San Diego Comic Con. What do we have here?
2: Well, the um, XO of Imperial Sands Garrison called in a report so that we had all the details of what was going to be going on at San Diego Comic Con 501st wise this year.
0: Hello, 501st Cast. This is Jamie, TK67076, Public Relations Officer for the Imperial Sands Garrison. We wanted to send this audio report for any 501st members who are coming to San Diego for San Diego Comic-Con this summer. It will be held between July 21st and 24th. Here's some key information specific to the 501st Legion activities. Details for all of the following items can be found on our ISG Forum webpage. You'll need to sign up for 501st member level access. Go to com slash forums. Well, the first item is the 501st Legion fan table, which will be there throughout the convention. It'll be located on the mezzanine level, which is not the easiest area to find. Look for a mid-floor location off the back wall of the main exhibit hall. This area will be full of other like-minded organizations, including the Rebel Legion and Mandalorian Mercs. The table will be staffed by 501st Legion members, and this will also be where the Droid Hunt will be based. For information on volunteering or any more about the table, go again to our forum webpage. The next item is the Droid Hunt. The Droid Hunt is a fan-favorite event of Comic-Con. It'll take place Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of Comic-Con. And the rules are simple. All day Friday... And only Friday, we will hand out droid hunt cards at the 501st Legion table to any attendees who will be at Comic-Con through Sunday. Then Saturday, and only on Saturday, until 5.01pm, get it? Teams of droid hunters will search through the 150,000 strong crowd looking for droid cards and collecting a portion of it. Then on Sunday, and only Sunday, people who had their cards collected can go to the 501st Legion booth to see if they won a prize. Droid hunting teams are forming now, so for more information on the rules or to sign up for a team, go again to the ISG Forum webpage. Next is the 501st Legion Dinner Party and Bash. This will be taking place Friday, July 22nd from 7 until 11 p.m. This year's Bash will be turning the downtown San Diego Library Courtyard into Maz Kanata's Castle. It will be important that you understand that you do not need to have a Comic-Con badge to attend this party. However, you do need to buy a bash ticket to attend, and tickets are limited, so buy yours before it sells out. Each ticket includes entrance to a beautiful outdoor courtyard venue, a one-trip buffet dinner, music, dancing, door prizes, and a hosted bar. Big thanks to DK Books for sponsoring a large part of this event. If you're going to be in the area, you shouldn't miss this great opportunity to socialize with troopers from around the world. Tickets are only $55 per person. Children under 12 are half price, and under 5 are free. For more information or to buy tickets, go to the ISG forum webpage. Next is the 501st Legion group photo. This will take place Saturday, July 23rd at 10 a.m. The Legion photo is going to be taking place at our traditional spot on the back steps of the convention center. Generally, this area is restricted only to people with a Comic-Con badge. We will assemble at 10 a.m. and take the shot right around 10.15. Note that the droid hunt will start immediately afterwards. And again, for more information on the exact location, go to the Imperial Sands Garrison Forum webpage. And again, that is imperialsandsgarrison.com forums. This is Jamie. We'll see all of you in San Diego real soon. Thanks again.
3: Well, that was certainly very informative audio from the Imperial Sands Garrison, um, Nikki. We were uh, before I so rudely interrupted us, uh, on, uh, took us on a tangent there, and and uh, <laughs> I segued us into San Diego Comic Con. We were talking about our uh, celebration in Orlando, and uh, you know I won't be going. I was at uh, Celebration in Orlando back in 2012. That was a lot of fun, but alas, I won't be able to attend it this year. Nikki, uh, Marcus, are you guys going? I know we've got some. Uh, I think there's there's some stuff a brewing out that way.
2: Yep, we're both planning on going down, hoping we can get some live audio for the 501st cast. I know that we were all sort of taken a little bit by surprise because it's been tradition that the next celebration is announced at the previous celebration. So we kind of all thought we had until Celebration London to to hear what the details were going to be for the next domestic one. But of course, they wanted to use May the 4th to get out the announcement so that people had um, almost... 12 months to get ready. Um, but Florida Garrison has already hosted two celebrations. So they know what's going on. They have the um, hotel room block for the 501st Legion all set up. So you can go and um, secure your rooms that through that um, link on the main forums, main 501st Legion forums. Um, all the details are posted there on how you can get into the 501st Legion room block um they're already uh, hard at work negotiating space for the bash and for the swag trade night and um i know they're planning um, a different theme this year for the bash, which should be pretty exciting. And the other major thing that's going to be happening at Celebration is we're going to be celebrating the 20th anniversary of the 501st Legion. So not only is there going to be all this c- cool swag for Celebration Orlando, but there's also going to be 20th anniversary 501st Legion swag. So I need to Great. like start now getting all of my swag organized so I know what I can Trade for when I get there.
3: I'm going to send a swag bag to each of you, and uh, <laughs> you, you, uh, <laughs> and I'll pay for postage. Oh, <laughs> uh, now yeah, I'm regretting that I won't be able to go. A blast! Well, that is really, really, really cool. And uh, uh, the 20th, 20th anniversary of the Legion. We're going to have to change the intro to this podcast uh, where I it know. says <laughs> we're celebrating more than a decade. Yeah, we're going to be celebrating two decades here, uh, not yep. too long from now.
2: So yeah, five hundred first Legion members. Sign up in the uh, the main Legion forums. Look for the Celebration Orlando subsection. And that'll have all of the information you need to be able to participate in all of the cool 501st activities that'll be going on.
1: Last episode, we announced that we're in the early planning stages for Trooper Fest, a 501st members-only convention in Las Vegas next April. Well, obviously, we're not going to conflict with Celebration Orlando, so plans for Trooper Fest have shifted to October 2017. Again, best place to keep up to date on plans for this is on the main Legion forums. For more upcoming events, be sure to check out our friends at Roco Depot. They publish a data verse from the five of First, which contains upcoming events from as many of our Legion units as they can gather data from.
3: And that's uh, Roku Depot, R-O-Q-O-O-D-E-P-O-T dot com. shout shoutout.
2: This episode's shout-out is to new Dutch Garrison member Lorenz, TI-97507. Last year, when Dutch Garrison trooped at Star Wars Weekend at Legoland Billand, four Dutch Garrison members did a small private troop for a Make-A-Wish for a 17-year-old boy who was almost at the end of his fight. He was extremely impressed by the parade our members did through the park. Meeting the 501st made such an impression that he found the strength to resume his fight. And his goal? To become a 501st member and walk the parade himself. The moment arrived at this year's Legoland weekend, the place where it all began, Lawrence became a full member of Dutch Garrison in his Imperial Crew costume just a few weeks before the event and walked the parade proudly as TI-97507. His positive attitude and his strength are so inspiring. Welcome to the 501st, Lawrence.
3: Very, very cool. Welcome aboard to the Legion. And, uh, you know, it's uh, always inspiring. You know, there are so many stories uh, about, uh, you know, things like that, you know, and, and that uh, the audio that we shared from that video that I encourage everyone to watch. Uh, we shared mm-hmm. you know, that we talked about earlier, just a drop in the bucket and uh, absolutely uh, no pun intended. Uh, the reasons why we do what we do and uh, that make me proud to be a member of uh, the Legion, even though I don't have a bucket, I have a hood. (laughs) Uh, the emperors in the hood that would make for a good fan film the emperors in the hood Well, as always, our official home on the web is 501st.com slash podcast, where you can post your feedback and comments and listen to previous episodes of the show. The Five O First Cast is an easy way to catch up on a few weeks of Legion news while driving, at the office, or working out. But if you're looking for up to the minute news, you'll need to get it from our social media feeds like Facebook and Twitter. Just look us up on Facebook as the Five O First Legion, or go to Facebook.com slash the Five O First Legion. You can also follow us on Twitter as at Five O First Legion or go to twitter.com 501stLegion. Join in the discussion as thousands of fellow fans share their passion for trooping, Star Wars, and charity. The 501st Legion is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. While it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it is Lucasfilm's preferred imperial costuming group. Star Wars. Its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm. Copyright and trademark Lucasfilm Limited. All rights reserved. That's it, Troopers. Join us next time on the Five O First Cast.
2: So on April sixteenth and seventeenth, Troopers of our German garrison. Oh, see, I should have had you, Marcus, read this. Uh,
3: <laughs> please, please, please say this.
2: Please try and say it.
3: Uh, yeah, just so I he can get take a good German laugh. In
2: school. Oh,
3: that's a tough one.
2: Firstenfelder, even, even for Germans. <laughs> First in Felder. model botage.
1: Uh, model botagen.
2: Model botagen.
1: What he said? Yeah.
2: There's no N.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't say an N. Model botage.
2: Okay, botagen. Okay. Yeah.
3: I do Starting believe over. that is a. Oh no, no! Keep it! Keep it in. That one's going in the bloopers. I'm. I'm saying <laughs> that one's definitely going in the bloopers. <laughs> And uh, is this one me or is this one Marcus? I've lost count.
2: Uh, you.
3: you. Okay. That, that, would, that would When the line goes silent, that's my cue, I guess. <laughs> 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 the, the dark side's clouding my vision here. At Blidenberg Park in the... Ho- oh, my goodness. Uh, this isn't German either, so I can't use you to help me here, Marcus. Uh, is it Hoppage, New York? Hopagi, New York?
2: Yeah, it's too far south. I don't know how they pronounce it in New York. Okay,
3: actually. well, then I'll just wing it... Send a huge contingent, contingent, contingent,
2: contingent. Con- contingent.
3: Oh, it's not. Yes, it I is. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, it is. And this little contingency will also make the blooper reel.
6: <laughs> no,
1: no.
3: <laughs>
6: May, which means
3: spring. Come on! No! 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 no, Stop! Don't continue.
6: Has arrived, bringing stop. The-
3: <laughs> <laughs> it pauses. It doesn't stop. Ye, goodness me! Warm- no! Don't do that.
1: Empire City Garrison deployed a few members to Dragon's Den and... Oh, good lord.
3: What? (laughs) Poughkeepsie. I had this problem last time. Uh, Have fun. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that.
2: (laughs) That one I know. Poughkeepsie.
3: Bless you. (laughs) Someone has a kitty cat.
2: (laughs) Cats meowing in the background.
3: (laughs) That's funny. I I have a 20-pound male cat asleep right next to me. That's hilarious.